welcome to the S-Files, sponsored by Serve Wisconsin, Wisconsin's National Kidney Service Board. I'm your host, Kyle Clower, Communications and Government Affairs Officer for Serve Wisconsin. S-Files is your look into the impacts and stories of AmeriCorps members and volunteers serving throughout the state of Wisconsin. Each episode, we'll be digging into their service stories, or S-Files, to learn about the people and programs whose service is meeting critical needs across Wisconsin and enriching the lives of the people and communities they serve. In this episode, we are speaking with Sam Greenberg, who is serving this year with the Green Bay Conservation Corps. Sam, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Good to be here. Well, thanks so much for sharing about your service with us. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be able to share it with everybody who's listening out there. So, Sam, could you start off by telling us a little bit about your AmeriCorps service with the Green Bay Conservation Corps this year? Yeah, certainly. I started in December of 2023, and it was kind of on a whim. I had been just looking for some off-season work. My primary job is a wildland firefighter out west. That's where I was born and raised in California, but I uh, typically fight wildfires in Washington State. And I've been in Wisconsin for the better part of five years now. So this year, I was just looking for some off-season work that could keep me outdoors, keep me happy, as it's kind of my passion. And I noticed the Conservation Corps was hiring. And the wonderful gals that worked there, Maria Otto and Marley Fritkin, my bosses, had an interview with me. And the rest is history. I've been enjoying my time. That's wonderful. And that's such a cool experience to be able to serve and do this in between seasons as a wildland firefighter. Yeah, I definitely. There's some good overlap in the things that we do on the Conservation Corps and the things that forestry technicians and wildland firefighters do. That's really cool. So what are some of the overlaps that you have? A lot of our jobs in the Conservation Corps are doing overgrowth mitigation. And more in our world, it's invasive species removal. And there's just a lot of brush and a lot of understory in some of the woodland parks. But that does play into fire mitigation too, because we try to do a lot of fire mitigation work before the wildfire season starts to prevent some larger wildfires from occurring. That's great. And that makes perfect sense about that maintenance. And then Sam, what does your day-to-day service look like with the Green Bay Conservation Corps? It's a pretty good balance of outdoor field work and office work. And by balance, I don't mean equal. I, I mean, balance as in for me as a person who enjoys the outdoors, I like a majority of outdoor work, but a good amount of office work to kind of recuperate, rest, get a little bit of recharge after running brush saws and swinging machetes and cutting things out in the woods for a while. It does get to your body after a bit. So it's good to take some time in the office and do some great community outreach projects and reach the broader community of Green Bay that we serve. That's wonderful. And so what are some of those outdoor projects you've done over the last couple of months? So for the winter time, it's the perfect time to take care of a lot of invasive species like the woody invasives. Wisconsin has a huge problem with buckthorn and honeysuckle, at least in the lower portions of the state. I know that the further north you go, they have their own demons to deal with <laughs> when it comes to invasive species. But we do have our fair share of buckthorn and honeysuckle and a few other invasives here that are very, very critical to be managed. So winter is a good time to target them because they're not leaking sap and we can use some herbicides on the stumps that we cut to get into the root system and kill those invasive species off. That's great. And that's something that shows that the conservation work goes year round. People think about being outside more in the spring, summer, fall, but 
there's important work happening throughout the year. Absolutely. Yes. I could say just from the other uh, people in our cohort who are here in the summer, the summer does have some invasive species removal as well, but there is a heavier focus on planting and a lot of the parks maintenance. The the one thing that the Green Bay Conservation Corps has that's different than other conservation corps is that it's a municipally managed conservation corps for the Green Bay Park System. So our focus is going to be on the parks and a lot of urban environment. So we focus on the parks, making them look nice, but also a major focus right now is restoring our parks to native habitat. And that's a big focus for us and a big focus for the, the city. They want to see less turf grass, more native prairies, more woodland, more stands, more wetland. And that's not only just clearing out the invasive species, but it's also restoring all those native plants through either seed collection, then the planting, then all the other elements to it as well. Yes, that is correct. The first step is usually to get rid of the things that don't belong. So right now we're in that invasive species removal phase in a lot of our parks where you can find, again, as I mentioned before, buckthorn, honeysuckle, autumn olive, garlic mustard is a big one, and maybe down the road, phragmites, but not just yet. And then once we can remove those, we have more or less a blank canvas to put in native plantings and do some rain gardens and other biofilter options or prairie plantings. And then the focus will be maintenance and maintaining those going forward. That's wonderful. And I know that last summer I was able to go up to Green Bay and do a little bit of help as they were doing a rain garden in one of the parks that was trying to, one, improve the park itself and also mitigate some flooding and overflow of water that was hitting some of the neighbors in the park. Yeah, it's, it's crazy just how changing what we have in our ecosystems can even improve the quality of living and the safety of our cities. That's a big push in Wisconsin and also around Green Bay because it is a flood zone in some of those rivers in Green Bay, like the East River, to try and have less turf grass and put back some of those native plants that were there before and rain gardens. Uh, and to up the miscommunication. It's not that those are some magical flood blockage. What they do is having those native rain gardens or biofilters with native plantings that are designed as such, they just retain the water that floods quicker. So instead of having, you know, a turf grass lawn where you can see a giant puddle in it for maybe weeks on end, and that can seep into folks' basements, these rain gardens, they have deeper root systems that pull that water from the surface down into the ground quicker and disperse that water away from the surface. And it's so wonderful to be able to have the park system and what the Green Bay Conservation Corps are doing, not just improving the parks to where people can enjoy them and how we usually get parks, but also how that restoration has those other benefits as well. Yeah, it really is. It's a cool multifaceted thing to see. A lot of the community loves to see it too, because it doubles as a means for bringing more pollinators and more wildlife back to the area too. One of the big projects coming up this year is the Pollinator Corridor Project. There are multiple hands in that pot, not just the Conservation Corps, Fish and Wildlife, Green Bay Parks, the Botanical Gardens, NWTC, the college here in Green Bay, and even University of Wisconsin, Green Bay campus. Their goal is to build a corridor that spans from the east to west side of Green Bay so that uh, all the pollinators can move through to all the parks in the Green Bay area. And we have a major hand in that by being the foot soldiers putting in those gardens and getting some of those pollinator habitats restored. 
that's really cool, Joel, to put that together. That's such an awesome idea to do. Yeah, I can't take credit for it. That's definitely on the hands of some folks who have some wonderful minds and some great native species experts that are studying this stuff. And then Sam, with winter starting to come to a close right now, what are some plans that the Green Bay Conservation Corps has for doing in the next couple of months? Yeah, well, like you said, with winter coming to a close, albeit somewhat earlier than normal this year, we are looking at our native plantings, as I mentioned before. So we're going to start transitioning from cutting some of these woody invasives with the sap starting to run. And we're going to start focusing on getting out there to the spots we have cleared out and getting our native seed put in the ground. We have a variety of options to do that. We have a greenhouse at the Wildlife Sanctuary for growing and we are germinating plants in our fridge right now for that native planting. And we do also have some broadcast seeding that we will do as well that goes with that. And there's even some bigger projects coming up in terms of rebuilding some of the boardwalks at the Wildlife Sanctuary, which I think is be a great different realm for the Conservation Corps that here in Green Bay, getting that hands-on with some power tools and doing some really fun restoration work on some trails. That'd be great. It's a great center that you all are based out of and be able to improve all those hiking trails and all the other areas for people to be able to visit and enjoy the whole area. It'd be wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. I highly recommend if anybody has ever not been to the Green Bay Wildlife Sanctuary, come out and take a visit. It's free to the public, except for the corn. But you're going to want to get yourself a bag of corn for all the wonderful birds and all the wonderful other critters. That'll take a look at it when you come out. And then you had mentioned, Sam, doing some of your service was doing some community outreach. So what does that element of your service look like? Yeah. Well, we're, we're still AmeriCorps members. Even though we are a municipally ran conservation corps, we still are AmeriCorps. So we will always do the uh, Days of Service, Earth Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, September 11th. And then there's just other little projects we kind of throw in there, again, to boost community outreach and get the community knowing who we are and seeing the name. We're really trying to make a name for ourselves right now, as it's, it's important to have that piece. Because if the community is backing what we do, then we can see better opportunity in the future and there'll be more equity in what we're doing. For Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which just came, and I was a part of that, we had a wonderful day of service. Our plan was to do some snow shoveling around some of the less fortunate communities in Green Bay. And it was such a big event that not only did the mayor show up, but Lieutenant Governor Sarah Rodriguez came out with her whole entourage as well. And they uh, brought a shovel as well, and they were helping us shovel some sidewalks that day. And we had a wonderful keynote speaker speaking for us at the Green Bay Library. And we had a good turnout of attendance for that. Two keynote speakers, actually. And we had Mr. Charles Kasten from We All Rise, African American Resource Center, and Mr. Rashad Cobb from the United Way Green Bay give some wonderful keynote presentations to a pretty large audience of people. Yeah, it was a really cool project you all put together, having the community come together to honor the legacy of Dr. King's service with both the service project itself and helping clear out the snow for those in the neighborhoods that were targeted. And then to also bring people together for the speakers about the legacy of Dr. King as well. Yeah, it was a good way to tie it all together. And the message of Dr. King himself about community service and uniting your community, regardless of who you are or where you come from, was definitely not missed that day. That's wonderful. And it was great to be able to have Lieutenant Governor Rodriguez come and help and spread some awareness about the project and to have Mayor Ginrich 
serving as well. And I know he has been really active and been at several of the service projects every year. Yeah, he definitely is a big advocate for the Green Bay Conservation Corps. Are there some other types of community outreach you're doing at the community outside of the days of service, either going out places or bringing people in at the wildlife sanctuary? Yeah, absolutely. It just kind of comes and goes when we can find the opportunities. The most recent one was just last week. We had a table at the Resch Center over by the Lambeau Field. That was the Lifestyle Home and Garden Show. And we just had a little corner of a table and we were showing who we are, what we're doing in the city of Green Bay. That's great. And told to spread awareness about all the great work that y'all are doing because it's only year two of the program. Yeah, very young, very young program indeed. But it's really fun to look at the maps of all the different parks you all have already had an impact on. Yeah, that's actually a really cool one to look at. I hope that there's a way some of the listeners can see the metrics on that. They can always go to the Green Bay Conservation Corps website and see some of our metrics and see some of the data we've put out there. It's really incredible the work that has been done in such a short period of time. It's really fun to see this huge impact it's had in that period. And then I've heard you're part of a leadership pathway program with Green Bay Conservation Corps. Can you explain what that is? Yeah. So the leadership pathway is a pathway that I believe is also part of AmeriCorps as a whole with the goal of if you hit certain benchmarks every month, you become eligible to be a crew leader or assistant crew leader for Conservation Corps. And we have that program going on now for myself and several other peers of mine in the crew. The deadline for that is supposed to be March. At least it is for me. I'm kind of on a bit of an expedited plan and I appreciate Maria being able to work with me on that since I know I have to boogie back to the West Coast and do some more wildfire again, but I didn't want to miss the opportunity for more leadership involvement. The main focus for us in Leadership Pathway, as opposed to some other crews, is we need to hit some benchmarks for mastering some of the hand tools we use, how to clean them, how to sharpen brush saws, learning about identification of plants, our area, knowing the parks where they're located. You get the idea. There's a lot of pieces to the Conservation Corps. And if you're going to lead a crew out to a field exercise or out to a park to do some work, you need to be able to be well-versed in what you're doing and know how to answer the questions that your crew is going to ask and what the public might ask. Makes complete sense. That's such a cool opportunity. So thank you for working on that. Yeah, I love leadership. That's kind of the next section of my life. So I step on leadership opportunities whenever they come up. I'm about to be 26 years old. So not old, but not a young kid anymore either. And I definitely enjoy seeing myself teach somebody something and watching them do what I taught them well. And that gives me more satisfaction than if I were to go do it. So I really do love the leadership aspect of things. That's wonderful. And so you mentioned having to go back out West after March to go back to help fight fires there. But thinking back to how did you first decide to serve with AmeriCorps during this period in between your firefighting piece? Well, in addition to learning about conservation corps, both through folks in wildfire who had been in them, my roommate who I am rooming with here in Wisconsin told me about the conservation corps because he was going to apply as well. He had actually served on this very same corps back in 1990 when it was a state conservation corps, which they did disband, I think, sometime in the 2000s. 
And he was ecstatic to hear that the Green Bay City had brought back a conservation corps. And so hearing some of the stories that he had told me that conservation corps in Wisconsin do had also given me some inspiration to take that next step for me as well. And as I said before, there's, you know, they actually have term limits for AmeriCorps and for Conservation Corps, which fit very well with my wildfire schedule. And I love the outdoors. I'm an avid conservationist. I love trees. I love plants. I love the environment. So to me, it just seems like if I could see myself doing this for the rest of my life, I probably will. That's wonderful. And it's such a great way be able to bring the skills you have to help out the community, which we really appreciate. Yeah, and it's so nice to have that option now for folks here in Wisconsin, too. So Green Bay Conservation Corps has been up and running the last couple of years, and then they restarted Wisconsin Conservation Corps a few years back as well for people to serve. And so hopefully this will be an opportunity for people to learn a little bit more about it and find ways they can make a difference. I agree. I think that now more than ever, Conservation Corps are needed. And there was a time that there was quite the lull in that sort of outdoor activity work. I know for me personally, and for many folks who remember some of the glory days of Conservation Corps or the Outdoors National Park Service and Forestry Service, now more than ever, it's great to see people getting outside and doing something and making a difference in our environment and in our communities. I hope that as time progresses, these Conservation Corps, not just Green Bays, but many, including the ones in Wisconsin, grow. And the opportunity and missions that the conservation corps can do will grow with it hopefully to the same level that they were once upon a time where i remember hearing stories about conservation corps being red carded going out and assisting national park service on some of their fire missions and some of their other bigger scale projects i mean the first rails to trails ever done in green bay was done by the green bay conservation corps back in the 1980s that's awesome i think that's what we're all hoping to see is for people to have that opportunity to give back and find a way to help improve what our natural beauty here is in Wisconsin, help do things in different ways to those cores. And then Sam, looking back at your service so far, what have been some of your favorite memories or some stories you could highlight from your service for us? I'd say that my favorite memories are going to be the friends I've made along the way. A very cliche one, I know, but I love these guys and gals I'm working with. They are such cool people. Some of the hardest working people you ever meet. and I suppose if they ever listen to this, I hope they know that sometimes they say, oh, I know I can't do this or that, or I'm not that great at this. And I want them to know that they are absolutely some of the most stellar people in the world, and they should be very proud of themselves for the work they're doing every day. They're already a step above the rest by being out in the field on negative 10 degree days, working hard, doing things for the planet, doing things for the community that you know everybody else takes for granted or doesn't realize that there's some people out in the snow doing those projects every day. Well, that's wonderful. And thank you for giving that shout out to them too. And just letting people know how much we appreciate their service. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And then I know your time is a little limited because you have to leave for fire season soon, but anything you're looking forward to throughout the last couple months of your service? Yeah, I'm on the back half of my leadership pathway. I have every intention to get it finished. I also have every intention to possibly return to this conservation corps. I know my plans in my head are pretty much up in the air these days, but it always seems like there's a part of Wisconsin that wants me to come back every year. So I do. So if I come back again, I hope the Green Bay Conservation Corps has a seat ready for me. That'd be wonderful. We'd love for you to come back. I'd love to be back too. 
So Sam, thank you so much for your service this year and for the difference you're making with the Green Bay Conservation Corps. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful work. I love it. The way to sum it up best is I love it. We love that you're doing it here and just want to say thank you so much for your service and then good luck with the rest of your service and then to stay safe and hope everything goes well out fighting fires out in Washington this spring and summer. Thank you for telling me that. That does mean a lot. I will look forward to when the season comes to a close and I can get back out doing some more conservation work. That'd be great. And hopefully we'll get to see you back here in Wisconsin. If not, we look forward to the difference you'll make wherever else you go. Thank you for that. And thank you again to Sam for sharing about his AmeriCorps service with the Green Bay Conservation Corps and giving us another story we can file under service. Thank you for tuning in to the S-Files podcast produced by Serve Wisconsin. I'm your host, Kyle Clower. And as always, a big thank you to everyone that serves here in Wisconsin. Remember, the S and S-File stands for service. And you are the reason we have so many great stories to highlight. Tune in next time for another page pulled from the S-Files.